to do a C3 floor adjustment for my neck, bro. Don't like to do that. Ah! We oh. are on. Welcome to the Roundtable of Rehab. Episode 4. Episode 4. With the co-hosts, Michael and Rohan. Let's go. Yes. Welcome. And we today, we are going to be talking about something a little bit different. Something in terms of um, imposter syndrome and, and social media. And basically how we've... Overcome it? Yeah. Hey? How we overcame it? How we overcame it? Well, fuck, mate. Like, mate, it's still, still in that process, but, uh, like, how we're dealing with it, <laughs> and just also how we're trying to, you know, like, put out really good information, edu- education, knowledge, that, and basically, we're just, we're also um, understanding that we are standing on the shoulders of giants right now that have, you know, come before us, and... Like, but we're basically just regurgitating that information and we feel, oh, I personally feel like I, holy shit, like I hope these guys like think that I'm, you know, conveying it well and not disagreeing are you, are you with talking, it. Are you talking about the big dogs? The big dogs. The big dogs. The big dogs. So, and um, yeah. hopefully uncovering a few misnomers about some of the shit that goes on on Instagram and TikTok and, you know, the fitness industry. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just preface everything by saying... Rowan is very controversial, very like on one, let's end of the end of the spectrum. Whereas I try to be a little bit in the gray, like don't, you know, I, I'm tempted, I'm tempted, don't get me wrong to basically go, oh, I really want to bloody have a rant about this, but I'm like, no, just stay in the gray, be a gray man. And then the, the Mr. Controversial over here, I just like all his stuff, just no one sees it. I'm just like, yeah, bro, that's, yeah, yeah that's funny. Just, just, use your other account. Yeah, I'll use my private account. I was just like, oh, well, now you guys know I have a private account. Naughty no, account. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I, I guess with our podcast, what we're doing is obviously delivering really good content, delivering really good information and, you know, Free content for you guys to obviously listen to it, get better understanding of, of, you know, hopefully your endeavors and in terms of medicine, physio, osteo, training in general. But sometimes a lot of it gets clouded by the the shit that we see online. Like now that social media is more prevalent. I mean, this stuff probably would have been going on, you know, in the 80s and 90s, obviously, but <clears throat> it would have been done through magazines and there would be the publishing that to be done first. But now it's like you can literally upload a how to do a bicep curl video and if you're famous and got a million followers, it will go viral, and that's what will be that's what will be gospel nowadays. In terms exactly, of, yeah, and I hate that. It it grinds my gears, and that's why I probably am a little bit controversial because I just see some stuff in question. <laughs> I I do as well. Every every day, I just see some things on on Instagram or TikTok, and I'm like, I'm th- just thinking, what the absolute fuck are these people talking about? That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But then I start to think, holy crap. What if people are thinking about that about my content and the stuff that I'm trying to put out as well? Because, you know, you're only trying to fit in uh, a lot of different things in like maximum 60 seconds because otherwise no one's really going to watch it, right? attention rate's going down. That's bad. That's yeah. really bad. So that's why, you know, our podcast are 30 to 45 minutes. It's just because we know that people's attention span is going to be decreased eventually, but... <clears throat> yeah, exactly. We're trying to keep it entertaining for you guys. But basically, like, the theme of today is why we use so- social media and also the imposter syndrome that we get get alongside of that as well as everything that we want to kind of talk about on there but might we might not be able to. So There's definitely been a few times that we, we've sat down and planned out, okay, this is what we're going to talk about and we think, actually, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Then, then so we're just like, you know what, fuck it. We'll talk about it anyway because you need to. There needs to be some sort of dichotomy and, and, and I think it's really important as well. So... You know, imposter syndrome. 
Mr. Mikey, what is it? What What is this imposter syndrome that gets thrown around a little bit? So it's the feeling that you are not worthy or good enough to participate in that environment that you're currently in. So a lot of med students get it. They're just like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm cut out to be a doctor. They are. They definitely are. They got into the school. They definitely are doctors. It's like us. We're, we're treating people and patients or clients, whatever you want to call Becoming it. Becoming doctors as well. Exactly. Becoming doctors as well on a day-to-day basis. And we kind of think, wait, hang on. These people are coming to us. Are we good enough? Like, holy crap, like my mentor is like a jet. Am I ever going to be that good? Also, the biggest one that I've been feeling is like on social media is mm. that I post a video. I'm like, fuck that. Was that stupid? People... You'll you message me and say that, hey, was this video shit? I'm like, no, man, it's sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, I fucking love it. Yeah. And then other people message me the exact same thing. They're like, is that dumb? I'm like, no, it's not at all. What do you want to? But it's this overarching feeling that people are going to judge us on the content that we're trying to deliver because we have to put it in a particular way, the words that we're using, the, the description and the uh, the actual writing that the we're phonetics, using. phonetics, all that good stuff. Phonetics, like, yeah, the the way that we speak and the particular words that we use as well. Um, not everyone, like, it's, it's hard. Not everyone's going to agree with it, but it's just really frustrating and hard to deal with that. For example, I made a video on uh, shifting in a squat like you're hip shifting in a squat doesn't matter fuck no no one gives a shit if that was a sick video man yeah uh, oh thank you there you go see what i mean like i immediately start to think oh fuck like it's not really relevant but you but might how often how many times do you see patients coming in i see all the time who have evident hip pain and that you, you assess their squat you don't even assess the hip range of motion you assess the actual movement and they have evident hip shift it's like yeah it matters absolutely but that's in regards to pain and exactly. some dysfunction this this video didn't even mention pain or anything but Everyone just wants to know, well, from what I've been told and what I've seen, how do I fix a hip shift? And they just want to know that. They they, they don't give a fuck about They want pain quick or solutions, man. Yeah, but then I was really thankful that someone asked me, oh, um, what, like, what about if someone's progressing and they don't have pain? I'm like, thank you so much for asking this. I would, basically what I would do, I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't even care if they've got a, like a hip shift in their squat or anything like that. They're progressing, they've got no pain. I don't fucking care. But it's when like, they get pain, though, when they get when pain, get... then it's a consideration. But see, like that whole thing there was like a minute and a half explanation, which I could do in the podcast. But putting that in a social media post and then hoping that people agree with it is daunting. Because I assume it's because there's a lot of content out there already. It's like you've got this massive sea of content and what we're putting out is a little drop. Yeah. Hoping that it's going to contribute to something bigger eventually. And, you know, you do have professionals and you got people who think they're professionals who have no real qualification, but are in- incredibly popular posting actually pretty good content. So, you know, mm. it's like, you know, then the imposter syndrome kicks in. Uh, can we compete with them? Technically we can because our degree is higher, but then also it's like, we don't have the social media platform or status as they do. So it's like, where do you draw the lines? So yeah, I definitely think that, um, yeah, your imposter syndrome. I had it a little bit when I started. Yeah, when did, when did you when did you get it? I had it, got rid of it, and had it again. <laughs> in, what, in what way? In social media or is it like other things? Uh, realizing that I fucked up my first patient, like in terms of case history, diagnosis, and I was thinking, shit, we're we're at the big dogs now. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I walked out of that thing out of that room, and I was like, they never come back. And you know what? They didn't come back. Yeah, right. I took some time to reflect. I was like, I have the fucking power to be like, he asked me a simple question and I couldn't even answer that simple question because it's like, 
do I have the power to say no or yes to this? And um, I reflect on that and it makes me realize that I have studied several years to get to where I am right now. I've applied my knowledge to my training. I have you know, anecdotal experience and years of experience in training. So I, why, why don't I have any leverage in terms of my decisions that I make for the patient? And then I got rid of it for a good amount of time. And then I, I don't know, it sort of just came back again where I, I, you just see a shift in your business and you see a shift in your work and you think, what's going on? Like, I, don't, I don't feel like... Or sometimes you see a bit of a halt sometimes, like a mm. little, little bit of a plateau. Mm. Yep, definitely. You know, it, it takes someone else. Like one of my mentors, it took, took her... I used to have a meeting and be like, hey, you know, this and this and this is all going good, but these are things that you might not see that I, that actually need working on. And I was like, well, actually, shit, you're only really focused on what's good, right? Mm. And then she pointed out to me what, what I'm not really doing. And I was like, oh, okay, it's the basic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about that. Well, it is a little bit of the ego that plays in the mind of thinking like, oh, oh I shit. Abs- yeah, I, I yeah. don't really have an ego in terms of working. Every, like everyone's got like, you know, positive and negative. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but... It just, it plays in the mind. Yeah. It goes, holy shit, I didn't realize that. Oh my God, can I do that? Oh, wow. Am I good? Oh, fuck. Am I good And you feel somewhat empowered when you can make those very critical clinical decisions. Be like, actually, exactly. someone said, can I play a game tomorrow? I'm like, absolutely not. Why? I mean, you've just rolled your ankle. Uh, you Four days post-injury. You're going to go train or go or, or go compete. You're going to roll it again. Yeah, so, exactly. So that, that fear from the ego is, is like... Trying to prevent you from doing that, but then you basically make a really stern decision and you back your clinical reasoning. Ninety eight percent of the time, it will yeah. be the right decision. And we'll be right, exactly right. And then, like for example, even if you said you can go run or you can't go run, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like it, it's it's a little consideration, and it's yeah, it's not the end of the world where you they're going to like have this world with like you know ending in injury and stuff like that, and they're going to completely blame you. It's like no, it's just. You back yourself, you've tried something, and then you learn from it, and that's basically like how you, you overcome You can't it. Yeah. learn without experimentation or failure. Absolutely. But, and when people say failure is the best lesson, it is only if you take it on board. Exactly. You have to reflect back and say, hang on, I tried something, it didn't work, why didn't it work? That's the biggest thing is why didn't it work? And that's where the lesson comes from. And then you go, all right, hang on, I'm going to be doing that next time. So... For example, like when I was like first starting out, I was like, I saw within my first week of training, I saw an acute low back. This guy just could not stand. I was like, what, what the, the fuck do what I do? What the fuck is this? Holy shit. He's in so much pain. I'm like, what, like, what am I meant to do? All right. Dead bug. Fucking <laughs> Let's massage the rectors out. And then I gave too much exercise prescription. I was just like, Overload. I, I, I was just like, look, let's just try this. Let's try this. And look, he was getting moving better but then now i realize after working for a year or two it's just i didn't meet those expectations i learned that though but then beforehand i was like holy shit am i actually capable of treating this uh am i going to be like this person that i look up to and then you go through it because you have to and it's fucking daunting i think everyone needs to go through that i think experiencing or going through uni and being told okay when you get a back injury do this treat it this way and you're just getting like you're getting almost indoctrinated yeah. in in certain very tunnel visioned ways of treating or just managing we wouldn't say treating we say managing right managing yeah okay and then when you go into the real world you got this like little fucking container of of techniques and diagnosis and testing right and you're now looking at this massive forest of mm. of diseases and conditions you think holy shit yeah <laughs> and so you drop that fucking container real quick and you start to learn 
all these different things while you're working. So I, I guarantee like the stuff I learned at uni when I've applied for my last year and a bit, because you've, you've been out nearly two years now, haven't you? Nearly two years. Yeah, I'm, I'm just over a year and a bit. Mm. I'm like, half the stuff at uni I don't even use now. Yeah, it's been pretty either. much all, all yeah. patient by patient, all right? Mm. So not all patients are the same. Mm. Um, that's where individualized programming and telemade approaches to treatment is important. And you make clinical decisions based on the patient and not what they... Not what uni's really taught you, I found. So that imposter syndrome, I can really sort of only relate to what's been given to me by uni. Mm. Um, I haven't been out in the field long enough to really see everything. I didn't, and it might take a few years, obviously. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, my first, my first case actually was a lower back, lower back disc. Mm. Yeah, I fucked that one up. <laughs> yeah, because what do you do? It's just like you get thrown in the deep end quite literally and, and well, not literally, figuratively. And, and the whole idea is that yeah. you remember your first patient. You remember yeah, your first you time. Always, yeah, always remember <laughs> your first you always remember first. It was a fucking great time, man. <laughs> but then, like, um, they—I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed, seemed so happy, you know. Like, and then just, yeah, never came back. But I see. Yeah. And and did you reflect on that at that I did, time? I did. did you, because did I still you, remember it. I still remember everything. Did like, you reflect then though? Uh, afterwards, yeah. Okay. Like afterwards, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, so, oh, I should have done this. I should have managed this. And then I obviously had people that I was like speaking to at the time, where I was like, "What would you have done? And what could I've done better?" And they said, "Oh, you could do this." So. Basically, to, to summarize that is, is imposter syndrome is is a feeling, of, which is originated from your own ego, yeah. which is not like necessary. Everyone's got an ego. It's not necessarily good and bad, but it originates there because it's outside of your comfort zone. You don't know how to really deal with the environment that you've just been put in, and you start to think, "Holy crap! I am now the small fish in a very fucking large pond." I think just to do on the back of that as well. Definitely ego, ego plays a huge role, but also the fear as well of like yeah. failure, the fear of the unknown. Exactly. But, you know, I was listening to a very interesting podcast and they talk about fear and, you know, the stress response for the amygdala and all that. Mm. And it's like, when you're scared, it's easier to pursue and push forward than it is to stand still. Yeah. All right. So when I'm doing a diagnosis, what was happening was me, I was getting stuck and I would stay stuck. Right. But then... Like when people wouldn't book back in, even though I've done everything correctly, you know, I've explained them the condition, I explained to them, you know, healing time frames, I've given them exercises, but then there was just this is when I said the the, the imposter syndrome kind of came back a little bit. I was like, and I sat down and you know, I had, had a mentor talk to me and and I reflected and I was like, I don't explain why I think such and such is good for such and such reason. So I don't explain why X is good. For why? Okay. Yep. Even though in my brain, I know exactly why I'm doing it, but I wasn't like explaining it. Yeah, wasn't yeah. giving it to them and the expectation right. of what I expect the result to be. Mm. And it wasn't until I started applying that that, holy shit, everything just came easier. It became more fluid. Like I had, it wasn't feeling. I didn't feel like I was force forcing, um, you know, certain expectations. It was just what I thought would be the best approach, and that kind of literally got rid of my ex, my imposter syndrome mm. at the time. So I found that. Just that deep reflection, explaining why you think something is important to the patient, your mm. expectations of applying that implementation, and then moving forward from there. And then that was, yeah, that's how it cleared up with me. So. Yeah, exactly. So you're basically, you're going to be putting yourself in a position you don't feel worthy of being in. Then the what the next step is, is you just got to trust yourself. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust your gut. Do like make the post. Like post it. Get don't get like don't be afraid to like you know show people and uh, get some like critique or whatever. There's but, gonna be people who hate yeah, you for no fucking reason. Exactly. Like but make the post, treat the client, like do whatever you need to do. The crucial thing is really trying to learn 
as much as you possibly can from whatever you did. If you made a post, it's like, fuck, I didn't get as much engagement as I thought I would. That particular person that I really idolized didn't like it. Um, start to think, it was a great post. They might not have seen it. I back myself. I think that this is of high value. Not I still everyone's on social it. media as well. Exactly. I know, people are fucking busy. They live, 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 I, live, I, I get the most, the, I caught the most shit. Oh, you never reply. I'm like, man, I've got 20 billion other things going on in the back of my mind right now. I've got you business, got, I've got yeah. business to worry about. I've got training to worry about. I've got other things, you know, content creation, yeah. uh, programming. It's like, I'm not always attached to my phone nowadays. And I think, mm. especially with how easy information comes and comes so quickly, yeah. some people can get overwhelmed, but not everyone's going to be able to see your stuff, okay? No, absolutely. And I'm never going to be one to worry about who liked my post, you know? It's like, yeah, it's exactly. there, it's there. If you want to look at it, look at it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Whereas, And I think like carefree, yeah, yeah sorry. No, no, no. That carefree, not carefree attitude, but the idea that if I'm not going to be hell-bent on making sure everyone sees my post, if you see it and you like it, like it. Absolutely. And if, if you find it interesting, fantastic. If you don't, keep scrolling. I'm, I will... I was not the same i am similar now but just as as my uh, social media has grown i've kind of gone to think oh shit am i one of those ones with a decent amount of following that's that you know like one of those people that i i think is an idiot <laughs> are people thinking that of me or am i actually delivering some really good content which is now I'm asking various people and yourself. I'm like, oh no, hang on. I'm, I'm doing some good stuff. I'm trying my best. Mr. Here. Mikey always cross-checks with me and I fucking love it. Always. We always, <laughs> always cross-check. Check. We were just like, what do you reckon about this? Fucking yeah, love it. Love, love it, bro. It's there's like never exact been same really, There's never been really, I don't even think there's been one thing that I didn't like. Not really. But yeah. Same with you. Like everything that you kind of like posting, I'm, I'm like, Pretty yeah. in accordance with it. I'm like, whoa, like no, that's. But a then really again, post. like you know, you treated my brother, yeah. Yeah. And you know, a completely different approach. And my brother comes to me, he's like, man. Mike was so good, like you know, he explained things so well. Whereas you're just like, uh, do this, do that. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, we like just before we yeah, started the podcast yeah. today, I was like, Lachlan really liked you, man. He's like, yeah. I'm like, and that's why they want they don't want us treating our family because to me, exactly, my brother, you know, I just can, I can casually tell him to do something, and he'll do it, right? You know, just sort of that that mindset. But like, you're seeing him as a, a paying patient. Yeah, a I'm seeing him yeah. as he's my brother. He's your brother, exactly. Just right. Just fucking do it. I say, man, yeah. you'll be all right. Whereas you actually have to go out of your way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to see my brother excel, and mm. he is, and he's coming back from an injury, and and he's we, he's got now a true practitioner approach, which is fantastic. Not mm. many people can have that that liberty, but yeah. um, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only time that we've sort of only disagreed once was on that one thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so that's the, that's the thing. You always got to have a different opinion, but then also respect that other person's opinion. And, and I learned right. a lot from your clinical reasoning on one particular approach of my brother. Yeah. Hands down. Which one? What one? Internal rotation of the tip. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Complete disregard of that. Oh, I mean, look, that's the thing. Like, you're I never, look at it. You're never going to see everything in one no, consult, though, no. because you always, every single time, you're like, 45 minutes? Sure. You might have a long consult. It's like, fuck, no. I, I should have I should have looked at the big toe. I should have yeah. looked at it or, or whatever it was. Or somebody else picks up something so obvious that you might have uh, overseen and that 100% happens. And that plays into that fucking imposter syndrome that we're talking about. Pardon my French. I'm, I'm getting animated. Um, but, but sometimes yeah, I does. feel like I'm like, I'm like, man. Like the other day, I was like, I was talking, I was, Lucky and I were talking about you. I was like, I don't feel on par with Mr. Mike. You know, I was like, I don't feel like I'm as good as him. And I, I stepped back. I was like, actually, you know what? We're in this together and we learn from each other. Absolutely. And it's not like, one's better than the other. We're Absolutely on par, not. And it's never, and it different. never will be. We're different. We're, We're different. different. We're different. So, and that's why we work well with each other, man. Absolutely. And that's, that, but that, that whole process, like right there is, imposter is, syndrome. is imposter syndrome <laughs> and then getting out of imposter syndrome 
as well. I'm in it for two seconds and then I realize I'm like, yep, I'm out of there, man. Because you, you rationalize things and you, you, you know, you get rid of a little bit of hubris and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. You start to think, oh, all right, how can I really, um, you know, take some learnings from this, apply it to myself? That's the biggest thing. If you guys can take anything from the absolute rambling that we do on a day-to-day basis, but you know, hopefully it's controlled, controlled rambling. Controlled but, um, rambling. Controlled chaos, man. Yeah, is that good gym. make sure you're trying to take some sort of reason, like lesson and why something didn't work from an experience that you've had and try your best to apply it the next time you've got. Because the best thing to do is adapt to anything that you're going to do. If you want to be a successful practitioner, medical practitioner, allied health practitioner, if you want to be successful in strength training or be an athlete. Trial and error. Trial and error. It's like, I've got to try something. It didn't work. I'm going to try it. It doesn't matter why it didn't work. This, now I'm going to go apply it. Don't take it as gospel though. No. Because when you take it as gospel, then it becomes a business. And then you start to market everything based on that particular style of treating. Yep. Whereas every patient is different, number Absolutely. one. Every patient can change. Number two, rehab Absolutely. principles change. Look at what's happening with the sprain ankle, ankle sprains. Sprain ankles, fuck me. <laughs> ankle sprains. Your lateral ankle sprains. Like to me, it was common sense to get up and mobilize as fast as possible years ago, Right. Now it's only coming out that you should fucking walk instead of rising it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. protocols change. So everything like changes and there's always going to be some sort of flare up, some sort of niggle along the way. Like nothing is completely linear in terms of the rehabilitation and improving your performance. It's all, there's always going to be some sort of like, oh fuck moment where you go, shit, did I do the right thing? Have I regressed? Have I regressed? Has it come back? All right. Did I prescribe the right thing? All right. That didn't work. Why didn't it work? All right, let's try something. All right, I've thought about it a little bit. I've applied it, and now let's move on. I and think that's how you deal with it. One of the most uh, powerful things to overcome imposter syndrome as well is having the patient's trust in your abilities. Yes, something may go wrong, okay? Something might not necessarily be the best intervention for them. Their pain may come back. and But as long as they trust you, you overcome a little bit of that imposter syndrome because that patient is coming back to you. Right. Yeah, exactly. I've had patients whose pains have come back. I've had I've had to some of my consults is literally like just being a psychologist and telling him that their their body is robust. They can move around. They can bend down, and pick things up. Their back is not sore. It's just you know you've you've aggravated a little bit by squatting too much. Yeah, like, same. You know, yeah. Absolutely. And then yeah, not all principles work the same. The patient might get one or two weeks of good relief from this principle, and then it just stops working. Exactly. And then you know you can't just leave it at that. You have but to figure can't. out what's going on. It's yeah. not a reflection on you though. But then those thoughts start to come up again. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Am I good enough for this? Am I, am I, am I worthy? Like, am I rusted I out? Yeah, exactly. Am I washed out? Exactly. Am I gonna, is this going to like cripple me? Like, no. No. It sucks. It does suck. Take Something a step shocking. back, man. Take a step take back. Take a step back. Absolutely. Learn about it. Figure out why it all went wrong. <laughs> no, not like, well, why it happened. Why the thing is not working. And then just, you, you're a human. We you'll call you'll that, figure it out. We call that detachment. Detach Detachment. from the situation to get a better scope of view of, okay. Solve the problem. That's it, man. So, kind of stuff. in terms of what's happening in social media, mate, now that's a different kettle of fish, mate. That, that's, uh, I'm... Ugh. What do you mean? Uh, see, I could turn... I can just literally... If, if it wasn't for business, I would throw my phone away and just I would delete my fucking account straight away. <laughs> I hate... Okay, this is something that you guys are going to learn right now. I don't like social media. It might seem like, oh my God, like I'm super active on it. I like did a couple of things in my day. You my, need to be. My drawings, 
Or I fucking sinking. love your Monday drawings, bro. Monday drawings. Bro, I can't, I can't think of another thing to draw. Like, I've drawn it all, and no one responds to it. They're like, no, oh, yeah, that's my drawing. haven't drawn all of it. We'll talk about it later. No, I'm not drawing that. Get out. Get your head out of the gutter. I can't help it, man. Public floor is important. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, probably. No, it, it definitely is. And, um, but, um, yeah, like, if I could um, not use social media... I would. ...to promote, like, my own business and my, like, you know, what, I, what it is I do for a living and my passions, I wouldn't use it. I honestly, for like, honest to God, like, wouldn't use it because every single post that I make, there's always something that I feel like I could have added to it and it just adds to the stress of, all right, well, I've got this amount of following. Oh, these people are booking in and then the week after, oh my God, I lost like five followers and now not as many people are booking in to you, to make I, content. I don't more, personally like, or whatever. worry about losing followers. Yeah, but that's, I sometimes do because you go into that mindset like, I'm building up my business and I'm, I'm trying to become some sort of a, a reputable source of information and knowledge. Yeah, well, but then, and if something people unfollow it, I'm like, oh my God, is my content not living up to the expectation? How many, you know bots, I mean? how many bots are out there though? Remember that as well. Oh yeah, I get rid of them so it doesn't yeah. like, you know, fuck with my followers or whatever. <laughs> uh, because like, yeah, there's always these bots and fake accounts of people that I know. I'm like, oh my God, it's just dumb. Sign up to my OnlyFans, mate. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and that's another thing. Every fucking fitness influencer has bloody OnlyFans account now. It's disgusting and debaucherous. Don't watch yeah. porn, guys. It's bad for your brain. And people uh, listen to these. Uh, this is another... This Okay, so we're going to rant for a little bit. Uh, but Hell yeah. But, okay, so what shits me? I'm ready. What shits me is those motherfuckers with like 70 to 100k followers... <laughs> who have absolutely no clue what they are bloody talking about. And then you see the comments, hundreds of comments. Oh my God, I love this. Why isn't everybody like this? And it grinds my gears and I look at my phone and I get angry. I'm like, Michael, why, why are you, you know what we so call this? up? Why do you care? I'm like, because, because I'm better. <laughs> you know what we call this? We call this seething. The, seething. The, the log men will know this is the seething energy. It's good pre-workout. But to go back to, you know, you know, you lose your followers, you're concerned about business, mm. you're, you know, overthinking things you post. Mm. I, I literally watched a video earlier today that my brother sent me and it's about, you know, your Navy SEALs and their training. So they get a trident when they complete their training and, and serve and all that sort of stuff. And they never wear it in public, right? Yeah. So never they never wear this golden trident. And I was the, imagining some massive trident. Like, no, it's, it's, a, it's a badge. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. And... They only wear it when, you know, in formal situations, like let's say a, a fellow team member died or something and they go to their funeral and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But no one's going to care what you, like just be silent professionals. All your professionals, they they do their work. They don't worry about this the, the status, right? They continuously develop their professional work, right? People yeah. will fall in line mm. when you get your professional work. I don't advertise my business. Mm. I don't advertise my business and it's, picked up heaps in the last year and a bit mm, right mm, mm. and it's not to say that you shouldn't advertise your business but it's organic right so your work ethic and your work structure and the results always speak for themselves Absolutely. always right? you're good at what you do but then the contrast to that is you can be shit at what you do but have the best selling technique and people will settle for less if the cost price is better so that's yeah. where we struggle you can deliver fantastic content but if you're not a good salesman, like that's the thing. If yeah, exactly and that's right. that's when the hundred thousand fucking follower yeah. person does my head in because they yeah. they can promote fantastic content and they're all good at monetizing it. So people learn to monetize their following, right? That's the one thing that we'll probably talk about in the future. I'm not the best at it yet, but 
there is something that I am considering. So you should be able to monetize your following after like a thousand followers to like a hundred thousand. If you've got like a hundred thousand followers and you can't monetize them, there's no point having them. No one gives a shit. Right? Yeah, it's up to a thousand followers. I got yeah. that too. But for me, like, I'm just happy having my account. I'm happy, happy have people messaging me to, you know, to want to check in and do business and promote yeah. my training and all this sort of stuff. And it's become very self-organic for the last seven years. And that's how I've enjoyed it because it's stress-free, man. Yeah, that's what I've started to slowly do as well. If you've known, like, I, I have, I love it. Yeah, so I've just trying to focus on posting content, doing some mentoring stuff because I do, I'm like, you know, part owner in a business. I'm focusing on med school, like, but I'm just trying to like get some good exercise and rehabilitation content out. Plus, um, some it mentoring and you know sessions. What? Yeah. And it doesn't feel forced either. No, it's not forced. It's just, it's what I'm passionate about and what I love. And yeah. I haven't posted as, like, as much, not nearly as much, Oh, the times that I've got available or anything, maybe once or twice, like in the last like, See, I don't months. even do that either. No, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered. But then, People are just saying, hey man, I would love to book in with you. I would love Fantastic. to Fantastic. Uh, that's me. Yeah. I get that all the time. So it's like this organic kind of growth by just trusting the process, trusting that we are really good at what we do. Your results will bring people in. Absolutely. Word of mouth is the most powerful. Exactly. It's just powerful, slow um, Yeah, absolutely. And like, for me, like, <laughs> I get people saying, hey man, I want to book in. It's like, I don't know, I'll have a full day of work, right? I come yeah. home you know, get ready for med school. They're like, oh fuck, I had this message. I've already mentally replied to it. Got to get back to it. Maybe two days later. All right. And most of them, I really, really appreciate of that. So all you guys out there, I love what you guys do for me. Truly appreciate it. I wouldn't be here without what you, without you guys, you know, trusting in me and trusting in what Mikey do. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would not be, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for this, you know, for our social media following, for all of our friends and everybody that has believed in us, that has referred people to us and really understood our vision and sorry for the big MIA as well. We had a hectic last oh, we month got and a bit. Yeah. Crazy things. Well, you're looking after a whole business. Yeah. We're getting ready so, for yeah. the, the med school entry exams. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things like happening or have happened uh, in the last like couple of months that are really, 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 really good. So, but big, big things coming, big things coming. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the next episode. Basically episode um, six, oh, actually yeah, in episode six is going to be about what we've been up to and what we're, currently what we're like kind of uh wanting to achieve like right now and where we're currently at yeah some life updates like just really quick we're going to talk a little bit about some med school stuff some exciting stuff to do to do with med school and then you know business stuff i was uh currently you know running the business for a couple weeks but anyway that is it for episode four of the roundtable rehab thank you so much for for listening for for your patience for listening to our rambles and supporting us it means the absolute world to us. And if you could shoot us a message, give us some feedback, we would absolutely love it. And we will see you guys in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Out. <laughs>